0: This is a production of KM Media. Pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple: to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show, show we get to feature a young lady who's out of the Portland area, who's a filmmaker. A producer, a screenwriter, and has produced uh many uh shorts and has won awards and and uh, different different uh um film festivals and stuff we're going to talk to her in just a moment, and so stay with us because it's going to be a great show. I promise you that, and also uh I want to talk to Nathan real quick. Nathan, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great and happy Friday to you, Kevin happy friday to you to you you know you've been in the business a while and i've been doing some research Mm -hmm. and uh i've been looking at you know shows and stations that feature you know things like i don't know positive talk radio and stuff and you know what i can't find any oh man let's see where would we go to look you've done your research I've done, I've done, I've looked at every radio station in the state of Washington as well as elsewhere. And everybody features, because, you know, on Wednesday we were talking about AI. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gentleman was saying that, uh, and go, go to PositiveTalkRadio.net to get that interview. And he was telling me that, you know, negativity, hate, and division sells soap i really wish it weren't that way but it does seem to be that way and so if you find if you find a station that that we can grow into with positive talk that would fit because i just can't see me do you know who sean hannity is does not ring a bell uh well that's because you're not a right wing dude and so you don't <laughs> hang out in the right ring right wing world i can't even say it and uh um, But I can't imagine that this show would go on one of those stations that would be like a Fox or something like that, because it's it's not what they do, because it, it sells more soap when you do hate, division
1: and fear. And so I just thought I'd point that out. I mean, the whole journalism thing goes, if it bleeds, it leads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have thought of that. You know, that's a great bumper sticker. If it bleeds, it leads.
1: Yep. And yeah, I, li- I like that. It's the negativity that just seems to sell the news. And we don't want that here on Positive Talk Radio. It
0: doesn't serve us well. It doesn't serve us well. And the other thing I wanted to bring up before we bring on our guest is that, you know, I, I worked at a, uh, um, a vertic- vertically integrated chicken processor in Arkansas for a number of years. And when they found out that I was from Seattle, they were most of them were from the South and in around in those areas. And they'd say, well, my goodness, you must be from the left coast. You've got <laughs> the left coast that is out there where all the liberals live. And, and we don't like liberals around here. We hang them and stuff. And they, I think they were kidding. I hope <laughs> anyway. And, uh, but I found a group that, uh, then they are what we would, what they call left left coast comedy Mm. and they're a filmmaking group and they work to to develop great uh, stuff that includes their ethics are justice, mercy, and love, which is very much aligned with what we do. And uh, I got to tell you, the, um, the person in charge of this is the most hardworking human being I think I've ever met. Um, because what she'll do is she'll do films on the weekend and, and they go different places and then they write scripts and they put them together, they cast them, and uh, it really is pretty remarkable what they do. And, uh, and later on in the show, right after the break, uh, I want to let everybody know that uh, uh, of Talk Radio is a self-funded project um, and I don't want anybody to think that it's, it it's going to go on forever unless we get some help so we in the next month are going to be putting together a uh, a bunch of stuff including free airtime. if you want to be a part of become part of the positive talk family Uh, there will be some costs incurred for production and stuff but but we want we want more people to uh, support us and to understand what we're doing so we've also got a patreon page that we are going to be uh, posting a little bit later in the show but first Thank you, by the way, Nathan, for being who you are. And I really appreciate you and I always have, always will.
1: Thank you, Kevin. And thank you, too, for hosting the show. You're the one that really drives the energy and keeps it all fun. We like to think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sometimes we do better than others. But, oh, by the way, at 3 o'clock today on Kixie, we're also doing the Positive Talk Radio on Kixie at 3. And we're going down under, we are. Uh, to a a wonderful lady, her name is uh, Paula Conroy, and she's got an energetic system to really help women live their lives to their best, and uh, she's got what they call the circle, and they've got a bunch of stuff, so come back to Kixie at three o'clock. I know you have to leave KKW, but just for an hour. Um, come back to Kixie at three, and uh, we will have Positive Talk Radio there. It's on Fridays every time at three o'clock. So I hope that you'll come and visit with us and stay with us. And so um, thank you, Nathan, for all the things that you do. And, uh, and with that, why don't we go ahead and introduce our guest for the hour? Her name is Jill Murphy Long. She is, like I said, she's a. Uh, she has nine completed feature films, screenplays, and more than forty short. Like I said, she's the busiest woman that I know. Um, more than forty shorts, and it's all about uh, environmental issues, social injustice, and um, I was watching one a little bit earlier about two ladies that uh, discovered at the same time. I didn't get to see the whole thing because I was going to cry. Uh, about two ladies that uh, discovered that they had 30 days to live because of their cancer. And uh, it was, it's a real heartfelt, uh, I encourage you to go to jmlfilms.com and learn all about uh, Jill, her work, and uh, the Left Coast Comedy Group and stuff. I think it'll be great fun. Jill, welcome to the show. How are you?
2: Hi, Kevin. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you are more than well. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, it's, it really is cool. How do you have the energy to do everything that you're doing?
2: I'm driven by the opportunity to connect people and to make something great. I really love making movies. I love writing, directing, and producing. So that alone just drives me to the next one. And the, res- the response we get, you know, reaching out, finding, meeting people like you, really makes it all worthwhile so that's why i I
0: gotta i gotta tell you the the films that i've seen and i've been to a couple of production meetings um with your group and and uh, i'm looking to working with you and doing some really fun things and and doing some more um and i gotta tell you everybody is very very passionate about putting together the films that you do the shorts that you do Uh, the comedy sketches that you're putting together and it really makes for a lot of fun and you can go on youtube as well can you not
2: right so we launched left coast comedy during the pandemic because again we wanted to connect and meet with people so what you're referencing is we meet on zoom um, once a week and table read our scripts so it's been really fun to have the writers hear their stories come to life by the actors in the room. So Kevin's a writer. I want to see what he can do. So we're going to start up again in September, but also crews coming in, excuse me, like Jack, our great music composer, he joins us and he gives feedback. Um, So it's just great to create this community. But since then, we have produced about, well, we have 28 comedic sketches, ad parodies and music parodies. We kind of Um, Our benchmark, who we're trying to achieve to be, is like Saturday Night Live, but on the West Coast, the vintage Saturday Night Live with series and characters that cross over to different episodes. So we have 14 episodes up right now on our YouTube channel, which is Left Coast Comedy, so people can watch for free. We'd love if you subscribe, comment, like, because that just helps us grow the community here in the Pacific Northwest.
0: And you're based out of Oregon, out of Portland primarily, right?
2: Right, yeah. I live in Portland, Oregon, and but we've filmed in Washington. The idea, my first goal in creating this is obviously to meet other creative people, but secondly, to put a spotlight on all the writers, actors, even singers, and crew here in Portland and get us all working together on Left Coast Comedy, and then they're meeting each other and working on other projects too, so... That's what we're trying to do here. And it, it will extend the whole way down the left coast because, in fact, one of our sponsors, um, Tucci Restaurant, who's kind enough to let us go in at 6 a.m. and film a comedic skit there, he just offered his Palm Springs home to film in. So that sounds wonderful this winter when it's raining sideways here in the Pacific Northwest to go to the <laughs> sun and warmth and put Jesse in the skit again because he was in this cute. So if you look on our YouTube page, look for the bartender, Jesse. He's great. And his, his partner, Greg. So we just really appreciate all the, the community reaching out and supporting us. A lot of um, private homes have been open to us to let us film there. Actors, neighbors, businesses, nonprofit organizations. Um, Rocky Point was a beautiful setting we just filmed at. The Moose Lodge we're filming at next month. Um Lakeside Market in Camas, Washington, we filmed up there. They they closed their doors and let us come in and film for six hours. So we're quick. We get in, do it, and get out, which means there's a ton of planning before, and that's what I, where I come in. <laughs> I do all the paperwork um, to make sure it happens in that time frame.
0: All the paperwork, all the planning, the logistics, and getting the actors uh, in and out and everybody. By the way, just just as an aside, if you need somebody who – if you've got a character that reminds you of like like uh, Wilford Brimley,
2: <laughs> that's you.
0: That yes, you can use <laughs> you can certainly use me because yep. uh, then, then he's he's passed now, but uh, he was in Cocoon and a bunch of other movies and, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah,
2: no, that, you're on my list. You're on my list. <laughs> I
0: I'm live so a bit cool. of a ways away. By the way, she is also on the cover of. Um, <laughs> Pacific Northwest Collaborative Magazine that is a magazine that we publish and you can and it's free you can download it by going to uh, kmmedia.pro and click on PNW Collaborative Magazine and you can they've got two episodes up we've got another episode coming out soon and it's all free we yeah, do it yeah. as a public service
2: Yeah, Amber Smith and you, you did a beautiful job. I saw your first issue in the springtime and then Amber and I connected through you. So thank you, Kevin. And she did a beautiful story on Left Coast Comedy. So Abel, who's one of my um, Washington based actors in it, Nadir, Seth, Scott. There's so many actors in it. So she was really kind to put a lot of photographs in because, you know, photos tell a story and just covered our story. So beautiful magazine. She sent me a, a hard copy and I'll share that link with my left coast comedy Facebook group and the group that's also on Instagram. So I'll get that out today. So people can learn more about what you do on your radio and also in your print publication.
0: Well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. And by the way, if, <laughs> if any of your uh, cohorts and actors or screenwriters or any would like to call in, they're welcome to do that on this show today. I
2: just sent out an email blast to everybody before our, our talk. The thing is, though, we're an all-volunteer creative group, which means everyone has a day job. And this is my day job. I work on this full-time as well as my feature films, like the one you mentioned, Chance Day. Thank you. I'm chill, still trying to sell it. It's actually a dramedy. There is comedy. They don't both die. Actually, neither of them die. Spoiler alert. It's, it's so Watch the whole thing. You won't cry. You'll laugh by the end of it. Um, but yeah, so they're all probably at work. Hopefully they're listening. I'm not sure if they can get away and make a phone call, but they're aware of it. And I've been promoting this interview. So we'll see. We Hopefully someone will call in from the East Coast, West Coast. I also included a couple of my uncles who have been very supportive of what, my, what I've been doing for the last 10 years.
0: And by the way, we'll go ahead and open up the phone lines. So if you would like to give us a call to talk to Jill, if you're you're an uncle or somebody who works with her or somebody that has seen some of her work, give us a call at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Now, I got to ask you. How'd you come up with left coast comedy tour? Because I had never heard that expression until I was in Arkansas. And, and it was like, I was standing in a cubicle with several other guys that were from the area and Arkansas, as you know, is what they call a red state. So it is very conservative there. And it's, it's a lot of uh, Southern Baptists and that kind of thing. And uh, the old Southern Baptists, not the new, the guy I understand is evolving, but um, so they were standing around a cubicle and there's some so where are you from? And I said, I'm from Seattle. It's like, you mean you're from the left coast? Are you, are you a, this was when Clinton was president all the way back then. I said, are you a fan of Clinton? And I said, and I, you know, you have to be very careful, but where did you come up with uh, the, the left coast comedy?
2: Well, I'm from the East coast. I'm from above the Mason Dixon line. So I understand what you're saying. My brother moved down to Florida. So they still call him a darn Yankee. Um, And I've traveled across the country. I've driven through all our states. So it's pretty amazing. We all speak English, but (laughs) we all have different points of view. So that's why we created, why I created Left Coast Comedy and have a lot of people supporting me. I think we're at 100 actors and crew at this juncture, which is amazing. But my reference to Left Coast Comedy was East Coast, West Coast, right, left. So it wasn't political at all. It was just geographically speaking, we're out here on the West Coast, which I love. I mean, I love my home state of Pennsylvania, but this is home for me. Actually, Colorado Rockies come in at a close second, where I lived for ten years. Um, but the reality is, we—I looked at Saturday Night Live. They're based in New York City, and Lauren Michaels has done an incredible job for decades now, right? And then in Chicago, their second city, and that's where a lot of our comedic actors come from. And then I looked at LA. They have the Groundlings, again another hot spot for producing comedic actors. But there was nothing really up here in the Pacific Northwest, and. Honestly, I get tired of waiting for L.A., Hollywood, to come and pick up one of my future films. I'm like, I need to be making movies. I need to be directing, interacting with actors and talking to people about filming at their businesses and pulling all the wardrobe and props and whatever we need we're recreating kremlin right now the kremlin putin's office over at the moose club in southeast portland next month which will be great and bryn one of my actors who's incredible has offered to help she's great on set design too so together and then with debbie um, another washington connection she's been helpful in so many productions so i just i'm so grateful for all the actors and crews that are helping us and the musicians too Um, so that's why you know there was nothing here so it we can wait and wait and wait, but the reality is I don't wait very well. <laughs> so I <laughs> just started it and they agreed. And we just shot in my backyard. We shot, you're talking about AI earlier. So we have this series based on Alexa, but we call it Halexa with an H and it's a series about AI or artificial intelligence invading the home and the women don't like it at all. So I have four episodes that I've written. I started it. And then Ali, another writer, friend of mine has, also written on it. So we are up to episode four about AI. So we try to stay topical. We go green. I ask all my cast and crew to bring their own water bottles. I hate to see a sea of plastic water bottles in my set. We recycle. We use bamboo plates, so we're green, female centric. Uh, we just try to do the right thing. We're kind of like a B corporation without the paperwork, which puts the planet and profit. I'm sorry, the planet and people before profit, and we're operating in that same mode along, like you mentioned before, my ethics and my film company is Justice, Mercy, Love. There needs to be a reason for what we do. Yes, we want to entertain you. We want to make you smile because we have all kinds of flavors of humor on our Left Coast Comedy channel. But we also want you to maybe think about something and then maybe act or at least talk about it to get the world changing as you're doing with your positive talk radio, thinking in a more bright, light, happy world because right now it's a little rocky up there
0: (laughs) you've noticed have you
2: (laughs) oh my gosh i just can't focus on the dark i mean yeah every day something good is going to happen is how i look at it and sometimes we try to make it happen and we do when we're on film set it's really magical when you bring people together like i just met a new director editor raymond parson i'm sorry i'm killing his name parson from your area from seattle and he drove down and filmed with us on saturday and sunday Two new crews both days, great actors, great crew. But Raymond and I were the two constant on that week, on last weekend. I think that's why I'm still tired today (laughs) because that was a lot of work in in 48 hours, but it was great. Um, So we'll just keep doing this. We're up to, I have 28 productions either released in pre production are filming up next or are at the script level, like with your radio series that we'd like to do. Houston and I and you need to work on that. And then Scott, another actor, actually found us a radio studio down here where we can start it, but perhaps then we come up to Seattle. It's all about money. So I have to work within concentric circles because I'm self-funding this and I need to reach out to more sponsors, location sponsors, food sponsors, you know, water and feed our cast and crew, et cetera. So you know how it goes. You and me
0: both, sister. We're I know,
2: I know. So, but people have been very kind. The generosity of sponsors and our neighbors and our friends is and family has been incredible. So, I'm very grateful that everyone keeps supporting us, so we can keep making you smile and laugh.
0: Well, you know, I and here's here's where I'm going to drop my uh, um, my public service announcement, and that is this. <laughs> that the work that uh, Jill is doing with the films that she's creating, which are all about positivity and and living life a little bit better, and they're green, and they really are working to make mankind think a little bit and be a little bit better, those things don't exist without the uh, effort and the and the financial means to be able to do it, which means that Jill, and I have no idea what your financial situation is, and you're going to do this as long as you can, but it's important. It's same with Positive Talk Radio. It is important that if you believe in the work, if you really honestly think that this is a better thing to be listening to than, than hate, division, and fear, then you need to support us. You need to support this work because if you don't, it can go away, and it can go away at the drop of a hat and so just, you know, if you feel called, and you, we're going to put up my Patreon in a little bit, if you feel called, you can join us, and uh, we can become a thing. We can become a movement, and I would love to be part of what you're doing, because I, I went to your uh, um, one, of, one of your meetings, and, and I was just sitting there minding my own business, and then Jill said, well, do you have any thoughts, Kevin? And I said, well, you know, I'm I do radio and I've done over 2000 interviews. Some of them have been really, really good. Most of them have been really, really good. But occasionally interviews are like a box of chocolates, as Forrest Gump would say. Um, You never know what you're going to get. And sometimes things go south Mm -hmm. and those can be really quite funny and uh, can if so. Jill and uh, and her group and I are are working on putting together a little skit about how an, inter- an interview goes bad, and then what do you do and and stuff. So and she's she's they're moving with it and I think it's great. And by the way, if somebody wants to join your group, um, if they're an actor, if they're a screenwriter, if they are a, a would-be director, or if you love set design or if you have a, a space that they can utilize all of the above are open on, and on the table, how do they contact you?
2: Um, well, I try to be visible. So you can start by obviously Googling my name, Jill Murphy long. Um, but then on uh, IMBD, there's contact information also on our YouTube page. If you click on each um, individual comedic sketch, I, I highlight the actors and crew, their name. And then there's our information, our website, our email, our phone numbers, we're also on Instagram, um, so YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and IMBD, and then you can always email me personally at scriptwriterjml at gmail.com. But I would encourage anyone interested in participating in any capacity is to follow, like, subscribe, comment. Just get, get to know us, and it's a good group. They're all funny people in all different flavors. We have sarcastic, super smart, slapstick, silly, ironic, yeah we have the full gamut so if you don't like if one video doesn't quite work for you try the next try the next but we are pg-13 we're working with actors from 7 to 80 plus writers too um i try to keep the number equal in front of the camera in regards to men and women um as far as being female centric i want female crew and actors and vice versa so bros one um skit we just filmed last weekend in the halexis series it's all guys but i promise episode four is all women so we keep it balanced and also all ethnicities we're trying to reach out to everyone in the pacific northwest so i have a friend from i believe she's from mexico liana is a great actor she also speaks spanish so we're putting some of our subs we're putting up some of um on our comedic sketches subtitles in Spanish. My, also, my other friend Christina is from Rome, so she just helped me do Italian. I'm then. I'm also sending our comedic work to film festivals here and around the world, just to get more of an audience appreciating what we're doing and helping us grow. Um, and then we're also doing French. Lexi um, is incredible on crew, but she also is a writer and she speaks French, so we're working on that one next week. So just, and then we also have done closed caption on all of our. Um, actually, I did it. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Because <laughs> YouTube does not use punctuation and um, capitalization. No. And as an English professor and adjunct creative writer in Colorado and in Oregon here, it drives me nuts. It has to be perfect. So I sit there and laboriously make sure. And it's still not perfect. I, I still go back and correct some things. But I want to also... Um, service our American Sign community. And Abe and both Liana are both American Sign. I don't know how to do anything. I'm not saying anything with my hands right now. but (laughs) So we did closed captions. So that community can also enjoy the humor. And, and laugh and smile, and also those who are watching at work and are not supposed to be on the you know computer, but at least they can watch maybe over lunch. So again, just trying to make our work accessible no matter where you are in the world. So we have followers in India and Canada and England in Australia. It's and of course the United States. so it's wonderful and that's our goal is to just keep spreading to be the light, to be the brightness, to you know spread happiness as much as we can.
0: I want to share this with everybody and just in case you don't know, and a lot of people don't, if you're not a YouTube creator, um, they have certain rules that they keep you from being able to, what they call monetize or to profit from the the content that you're making. One of the rules is you have to have a thousand um, subscribers and they recently lowered it from 4,000 hours to 3,000 hours, which is still a lot of hours.
2: But that's good
0: um, news. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, but still, so if you go to the YouTube site, make sure that you subscribe and watch a couple of things and, and you'll get a kick out of it. It's, it's great fun and, and stuff. But that also puts um, Left Coast Comedy in a position where they can monetize a little bit because it's, it, again, I, I got to point this out again, and I'm going to start talking about this incessantly, mm-hmm. is that everything in this world costs money. And in order to make it work, you've got to be able to generate enough money to cover your expenses. And that's all you're attempting to do. You're not looking to become a a rich person. You just need to cover the expenses that you're incurring so that the work can continue because the work is king. Am I wrong in that?
2: Nope. Nope. I mean, right now, like I said, we're an all volunteer collaboration, which is amazing that everyone's come, you know, (laughs) Be be in Washington at 7.30. And we filmed at the Lakeside Market in February. And I had to cancel the first time because they're up on a hill and it was so icy. So I canceled and rescheduled a day that it wasn't snowing sideways and freezing. And we all got there (laughs) and filmed it. So the team, the brother team that helped us on that was Nathan and Nicholas Wilson. And they're amazing. So they created um, Dennis Jokes. Um, So please watch that and support the market up there. So we just want to spread. The happiness and if you know we can pull in additional funds and i can go back and pay everybody something for driving to washington or for spending four to six hours with me on a sunday but it, it's been great so far everyone's been so generous you know letting us film in their backyard or in their bamboo forest in the front yard um in their kitchen in their in their bedroom <laughs> so we filmed um I know. So um, Samaran Chaudhary, who I met when I started Portland Previews, it was a small film festival when I first moved to Portland because I didn't know anybody. And I hosted it 2014 to 2015. The first year, it was just screenings of short films and etc. And then the second year, we added a table read. And Samaran skit his, I'm sorry, short film one. It was called Call Harry. So I've been working with him since 2015 and he's great. He's a DP editor, but recently he's been writing also for Left Coast Comedy. He's a great writer too. And he acted in Gardening Accident. You got to check that one out, but don't tell his grandmother because he's kind of almost naked. It's PG. There's no naked people. He's in a towel, but anyhow, he's like, don't tell my grandmother. So anyhow, he wrote a short skit called Um, but daddy, I love him, which is hilarious, but it was set in the bedroom. And I'm like, all right, who's going to let us come in and shoot in the bedroom? First of all, we need space for the cameraman, the camera person, sound, the actors, me, you know, everybody It gets very crowded fast by the time you add all the equipment and bodies in the room. So we found a place and we filmed and it turned out great. So it's a really short one. It's under three minutes, but it's hilarious. We also needed a mannequin. We found a, mar- a mannequin. We also needed. Remember Fabio that was on the book covers of the romances and the romance oh, We we have Fabio in it. So anyhow, it's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah. So we just make it work, and that's what's really fun about making movies. I'm an author. I've written five books. In fact, this is Max Will Perish on my second book. Permission to play. I love that art. So it was. I put it on my first book with permission, and then the second book is. Um, I'm sorry, the first one, I don't know if you can see, Flaming June on the Wall uh, was on Permission of the Nap. So not to plug my book, so that was a long, long time ago, but I love connecting with people. And I was meeting one reader at a time when I went on book tour, radio, TV, and I was, always go to bookstores and universities and schools and talk to students about what writing can do for your life. Um, but why am I telling you this? It, so, that's it, so with film, it's, it's a creative puzzle. You know, you have a story. And then how do you bring it to life? Who are the people involved? And what are the pieces and parts? So that's where it goes back to money. You know, how do we finance all this? And I'm a frugal producer. I run around and borrow and buy or return or whatever, whatever we might need to get the story the best that it can be. So that's what's fun. And that's why I've always gravitated to the film. And I'm glad I'm here now. And I'll, I'll keep directing and writing until I'm, you know, Betty White of film at 93 or 104.
0: <laughs> And and the world will be better off because of it, I do have to say. By the way, we're talking with Jill Murphy-Long. Go to jmlfilms.com, amongst other things, start there, and then you can work out to YouTube and, and elsewhere. We need to take a break. But when we come back, I am struck by your ability, and I think it, it's clearly an ability to uh, connect with other people, to bring people together, to make everybody to look out for everybody's best interest, that's a skill, and I'd like to, you to share with our audience how you learn to do that, because I think we can all learn to do that a little bit better. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW 11:50 a.m., and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, P. Hey, P.T.R. loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream, and second. I have a new concept in business to share with you it's called socialpreneurship so what's that well it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world KM Media is such a company we believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio.
2: When you want to say more than words, communicate you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is a-naturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. a-naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash hour-store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Pod. Radio, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKW 11:50 a.m. Jill Murphy Long is our guest. She's the head uh, bottle washer of East or uh, Left Coast Comedy, and she's from the East Coast, but now it's Left Coast Comedy. And she's doing films, and she's working right out of the Portland area. And she is also a producer. She directs. She writes. She does all kinds of things. But one of the things that you do extraordinarily well is you bring people together what's your secret how do you do it
2: i have to thank my mom um she was really good at bringing people together unfortunately she left us too early i was only 20 when she died um but everything i do i do to make her proud and she was a real connector
0: and by the way she is extraordinarily proud of everything that you've done mm-hmm.
2: The other person I have to thank <clears throat> is my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Um, Peggy Carnahan, and she's like, "Stop calling me Mrs. Carnahan. You're an adult. You have ch- you have a child. You're married." <laughs> so Peggy um, is still back in York, Pennsylvania. Whenever I go home, I see her, and then whenever I move—California, Colorado, now here in Portland—she always comes and visits me. And she's a very positive person, and she's great at connecting and looking out for the best for everybody. So I just really appreciate having her in my life, and again just having my family and friends support me for what I do. So I, I believe in what you give out comes back tenfold. So I keep trying to um, emulate what Peggy does and what my mom did, which is just um, help people because it's really fun um, to help people, whether I help with a resume or as an author, I edited a lot of books. So seeing these you know, two dozen authors actually have an idea, put it on paper and then have it produced was amazing So I did that when I was skiing um, in Colorado when the resort would shut down, then I would go home and either write my own screenplays or help other um, authors be be, um, published. So it's just very rewarding. And I think if more people did that, the world would be a better place. And like you said, I don't need a ton of money. If I do have money, it's going to go back to my, my cast and crew and then also to fix our river and help with the homelessness. You know, obviously take care of incidentals because there are, there's always costs when you're starting a company. I would love to have a studio, because my office right now, you can't see that corner, but it's exploding with props. We're shooting a music video, um, there's a lot of props <laughs> with that. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to have a little more space. But you always manage. You just you make do with what you have.
0: Exactly. You, you, you really do. And uh, I need to bring Nathan in here just to make sure. Nathan, is, am I cleared up a little bit? I closed out some things on my computer.
1: Yeah, you're all good now
0: awesome thank you very much and by the way um Jill, i don't know if you do this but uh, i've started to do this now which is uh, patreon are you familiar with patreon yes i am and uh i nathan is going to put up my my patreon address and if you would like to go there which is patreon.com backslash positive talk radio i've got some things we ask we ask a donation of like 10 bucks a month to help keep the show on the air and they keep us keep us moving forward and there's a, a book that i've uh, um, voiced and that kind of stuff speaking of which since you are a director and uh and no and no actors and stuff um they tell me somebody does anyway that i have a really really good radio voice well that is is that is that true and and what do you yes. think
2: you do. And I like Nathan's voice too, if you needed two different types of voices. So I'm going to put, I'll promote you on uh, my JML films, Facebook group. I have so many groups. I can't keep up sometimes, but I'll put it out there because, you know, we, you wouldn't be a great book or a great voice, a great voice also for audio for like a, um, audio audiobook. So one of my books, permission to nap and local uh, Washington author, Jill Sergrew was my voice of permission to nap. And she read my book and now it's up on Kindle. So you might want to think about doing that because the voice is so important in a book either like it or you don't and your voice would be very good for a lot of different genres so i'll help you get out there
0: yes i appreciate it i'll hire you (laughs) well and and now that you've been on the show and you can actually tell other people i'm hoping that you will that we don't suck that to you we can get some of the other actors and, and directors and screenwriters and stuff to come by. Because I, I love the creative aspect of what you do. Creating something from nothing is – it really is a skill. And I don't know where, the, you, where you get it from, but it comes from someplace, and I think it comes from someplace else.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. We're just the conduit that, that comes through. But you have to be open to ideas. So when I was t- – leading writing groups back in Southern California and then in Colorado and then teaching. Uh, I love to teach, but they don't pay enough. They don't pay our teachers. So I always have to jump back over. I mean, I, I teach to get some money and then I come and make films and then I go back to teaching again. Um, but the reality is you have to be open and looking. So I always encourage my students, my writers in the writer's room, of left coast comedy, always to be looking and carry I mean, I'm still old school. I use, you know, a notebook. I also talk into myself, my cell phone, and record an email message to myself or text myself. But ideas are everywhere. And if you don't jump on it and, and do it, someone else is going to pick it up. So always be open to ideas. So I encourage my writers to watch good movies and on my website, I'm sorry, on my YouTube channel, JML Films LLC. There's a bunch of JML films out there. I don't. I can't believe that many people have my initials, but anyhow, it exists. But I during the during COVID, when I was teaching at um, Portland Community College, Sylvania, I started pulling all the trailers of great movies, great feature films, and documentaries, which you might have seen, but it it's worthwhile going back and revisiting them. So I put the trailers up there. So if you look under Great. Recommended great movies. You'll see over 100 trailers. And I asked my students to watch with American subtitles on English because you don't always hear what they're saying. But if you're reading and watching it as a writer, you get to maybe write better dialogue. I also encourage them to read screenplays because, again, it's one thing to watch it on TV, but nothing to see it on paper. Go to new places, even if it's just across town, because you will see it from a different perspective. So ideas are everywhere. Um, but then the hard part is sitting down and writing it. And writing it, I asked my writers in Left Coast Comedy to write from one to four characters and under six pages, because usually it translates to one page per minute, and we're trying to keep all our comedic sketches under six minutes. Three or four or five minutes is better, just because it's comedy.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, I learned when we were doing the um, – when I was at, at one of your Zoom meetings, and they were doing – some read throughs of, of new material that f- folks were putting out there. Screenwriting is a completely different genre than being an author because you're creating, not only are you creating the dialogue. But you're creating the space yeah. and the feel and the, and the blocking and everything that that goes on with a uh, a, bit, a film production, and it really is a different way of reading. It has a different way of looking at it. It 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 really is a skill um, that I haven't mastered yet. I, hell, I couldn't even read some of the dialogue because I didn't know it was mine.
2: <laughs> I, know, I mean. I love words. I, I used to read the dictionary as a kid, so I'm kind of a nerd in that regard. And I wrote, my books are 75,000 word books. However, when you write a screenplay, it, it's learning, you know, retraining your brain again to be very economic with your words. Every single word has to count. So the, the spec script you write is maybe a little more flowery and bigger, but as you get down, so I take that and make a shooting script, then you're, you're thinking in shots and my friend samaran said you got to think in shots what's the master shot and then what else can we do from this you know camera setups so it's a different way of thinking and that's what i love about getting together with everybody on set we've done this what 20 25 times already this year and my goal is to have 24 productions done by the year and and we're gonna wait we've already exceeded that so i'm thrilled um but the idea is that we all get together and we all learn from each other so when we come to set there's that magic and then we work and then as we all leave, we learn something. We all take something new home from that experience. Um, I need to be more, talk slower. Thanks, Peggy Carnahan. She talks really fast. <laughs> That's where I learned that from. And then secondly, I need to be um, shorter in what I say, because as an author, I write books when I send people emails. But it's just one of me and a hundred of them. So I need to get the message out. So hopefully 90% of them read what I write. But if not, I there's always the phone and, and text messages. But Yeah, you're right. As far as film, you have to think about sound. Sound is so important. So Sean's been great. Blake Olson's been great on set with sound. All my sound people, Scott Taylor, who's from Seattle, Washington, um, is so important because we can film or tell a really good story. And we'll if if it's not shot perfect for whatever reason, sound has to be 100 percent all the time because we can't hear it. No one's going to watch it. So everything, everything layers, the wardrobe, the props, the dialogue, the subtext, the world we've created, the message we're trying to get out, the title, how we open it, how we close it. You know, it's like telling a joke. We set it up, we tell it, we pay it off. But we do that like five or six times in, this, in the length of a short comedic sketch or an ad parody or a music video. Well, well yeah.
0: even even lighting is such an important
2: yeah. Right. So we're trying to film... <laughs> I always hate on TV or not TV, uh, TV. You can tell when it's a night shot. You can tell when there's a green screen, right? So and in and car scenes, you can tell they're fake. So I'm always trying to not do that or try to do it better. So of course in the Christmas go, which Sam Moran and Larry, um, Harley's and that a lot of people that are in left coast comedy helped me before the pandemic shoot some concept trailers. We shot in a car, even though I said I'd never shoot in a car. So we had to get a polarized lens and we had the, um, there's trees and the trees above it would reflect on the hood of the car. So we had to pretend it's moving. So it was hard. And then we put a goat in the car cause it's called the Christmas goat. And anyhow, so all these things <laughs> that could go wrong went really well so that you can film with goats. They're like dogs. They become your buddies. They, they, they know you have treats, so they follow you everywhere. So the creative challenges are fun because it makes us think outside the box. And since we are limited on resources, we have to be super creative to accomplish what we accomplished. And I, you know give kudos to my cast and crew because they do they deliver every time they come to set knowing their lines they come dressed they come they come ready and same thing with the crew who with lighting sound camera angles it's amazing what we can pull off in a very short period of time
0: well you've been in the business for a long time and you've written a bunch of stuff and you've done what is your favorite movie of all time mine or others yours
2: well no. <laughs> Um, I, I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, in 1979, the Three Mile Island nuclear plant had a meltdown, which they just said, oh, it was nothing. It's fine. Well, unfortunately, the people in the four counties surrounding Three Mile Island now are very sick. And that is the latent nature, insidious and latent nature of being exposed to radiation. Um, C- CCM 137s, uh, iodine radiation. CCM-137, iodine-131, plutonium-230, I always forget the number 237, and strontium-90, it's released into the air and water, falls back down where we live, and now people are very sick. It causes cancers of the of soft organs of the body, uh, tumors in the brain and central nervous system, and neurological diseases like Asperger's, autism, MS, Parkinson's, ALS. It's just so insidious. That's my word of the day. So my movie, to answer your question, is my personal story. It's a feature film. Um, with other people stories involved, I have over five thousand followers on a facebook'm sorry it 's a Facebook group called Through Mile Island Survivor that Christine and Joe started. These people are telling their stories. About five hundred of them wrote to me personally, so I have their stories. So plutonium skies is going to show the dark truth about the nuclear industry. it's not clean, it's not green, and it's not safe as much as they're selling it as. We need to turn to renewable energy, the blue and green energy that other countries are doing quite well. In Turkey, you go down the middle of the freeway, right? So they have a vertical turbine which spins, catches catches the energy of the wind, thanks to the cars and trucks. On top, they have solar. And guess what? It powers the whole immediate, immediate community. We have oceans that tides every day in, out, in. We can capture that energy. We have solar in Arizona. Arizona has the largest nuclear power plant in the United States and there's no water. So it's just ludicrous what the industry, the nuclear industry has done. So we need to pivot and change and go to energy sources that are not going to continue to pollute and kill the earth. In fact, Blake Olson, one of my DP sound guys that helps in left coast comedy, he has his own production company called the earth is dying. And he focuses on, you know, the problems, but also provides solutions to what needs to be done. And that's what I'm doing with left coast comedy. I'm sorry, with um, plutonium skies, which we're speaking to a director right now that's from Pennsylvania, who's in L.A., who hopefully we can pull on his heartstrings and he'll agree to direct. And then once he directs, then we can bring on talent and then we can bring on equity and distribution and the movie will be out. Because Oppenheimer, Chris Nolan just produced his movie, which was great. And there's a lot of documentaries out there about other hot spots in the United States. But I think a feature film like Dark Waters, like Aaron Brockovich, like Contagion, will reach more people so they understand. And it's not a complicated science. Of course, they tell you it is. And I've read, I've researched this for 10 years. So what do you want to know about nuclear? (laughs) Um,
0: So that's a
2: passion project.
0: Well, well, that's that's really cool. And congratulations for that. And I hope that that gets done and produced and is out there because you're not the only ones in Pennsylvania that have got an issue. There's a place called Hanford,
1: which is in Eastern
0: Washington, which is where they put um nuclear waste that lasts oh from tmi
2: we shipped our junk to you we also shipped it to idaho national laboratory which is it's crazy Hanford's like half the size of rhode island it's gigantic i'm
0: sorry go ahead yeah so no it's easy it's huge and we and we bury these these um barrels of stuff that is supposed to that it, it, it's dangerous for 10,000 years.
2: 24,100 years is the half-life of plutonium-234. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you say that again?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ready for the number? T- t- 24,100 years. What do you do with that? Finland is burying it under the ground. Great Finland. I mean, it, we're a closed system and that's what people keep forgetting. They keep trying to pop off the Mars, but I'm sorry, Mars is very cold and very hot. It's not very hospitable. There's no Airbnb. There's, <laughs> I don't want to go there yet. We need to fix our planet and save it. And Kent, Mother Nature is very resilient. But if we keep throwing junk into it, it's just uh, implode on itself. So, yeah, Hanford's leaking into the Columbia River. Um Jerry your um representative from the state of Washington he's also an attorney and he teaches at the university and he's um, your representative oh, he's also an attorney Jerry Politt has been fighting and trying to put a spotlight on what's happening in Hanford it's just not it's just not us it's everywhere i mean yeah i mean like we can talk on a whole nother episode about nuclear in the united states and worldwide and what we did to the pacific ocean and who's trying to help and what we did to the atlantic ocean i mean i went vegan vegetarian vegan stopped eating all meat after fukushima in march of 2011 and that was just yesterday and now they're trying to dump it into the pacific and there's a summit happening now with biden korea and japan and that's one of the conversations like what do we do with this nuclear waste after fukushima triple meltdown you know it's just ludicrous
1: (laughs) and
0: and the other thing that, that we have to look at and we've talked about it before on the show and we'll talk about it again. There was a um, smelter in Tacoma, and it was, and they used to call Tacoma no, Tacoma's kind of cleaned up now, but it used to be the aroma of Tacoma because you'd go by there, and it would smell like, like, like it had, it definitely had an aroma. Well, one of the plants that was there was a plant that spewed arsenic, and this arsenic now. Because of how the e- ecosystem works, it goes up in the air, and then rain will f- will drive it into the ground. And there are places in Tacoma still, uh, playgrounds still have got um, arsenic poison and, uh, materials in it, and we and so we need to really. <laughs> and oh, Nathan, Nathan what you, go ahead and say, come on back and say what you just wrote.
1: I was just uh, mentioning that a few weeks ago, I was driving through Tacoma and had my windows down, hot, sunny day, and I was going through around the, the Tacoma Dome and noticed to myself, hey, there's a Tacoma aroma. I thought it was gone. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since I've smelled it. So what, yeah.
2: does, it, what does it smell like?
1: Uh, just sounds like a mellow sewage type smell. Lovely. Kind of, yeah.
0: Wow. So yeah. our entire planet is polluted. We've done a terrific job. Do you know that, are you familiar with the Ariana Trench? Yes. Which is like Very in deep. the ocean.
2: Yeah, like what? Is
0: and it, it five miles, like six, miles deep? Yeah, There's- it's like several miles deep. They found a plastic bag in the bottom of the Ariana Trench.
2: So, again, why my film sets are green. It just, no, no, there's too much garbage. We recycle everything. It's just crazy. And if everyone did that, we'd have less of an issue. But plastic bags have to go. It's not that hard to carry a bag to the grocery store. They do that all over Europe. We just, and so I went back to Pennsylvania, and they gave me a plastic bag, and I'm like, nope, I'll just carry everything out in my arms. (laughs) well
0: we're we're trying to do a little bit better here and the you can then they now charge for uh, plastic bags and 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 stuff so
2: paper or bring your own or use your arms i mean that should be a recycling should be on a federal level and that's a whole nother issue i'd like to attack because it's it's just stupid it's the plastic (laughs) industry it's the it's the petro it's the fossil fuel industry pushing their agenda making more money wherever they can
0: Oh, and, and by the way, I was reading today that, uh, of course, global warming isn't a thing oh, yeah. uh, because it it really doesn't really happen, uh, which is why you know um, you don't have weird weather happening places. Guess where a tor- or a hurricane is coming to? Where? Southern California to a a place near us. A a a. Um a hurricane no now we're not talking about a tornado and they've also had a couple of those but an actual hurricane is going to come up the baja peninsula and go into southern california and so we don't have any problems with our environment um when we've got to stop it we've got to fix it we've got to fix it now well
2: you can't mess with mother nature she's gonna win
0: Mother Nature is going to be fine we may not be but
2: But she's just shaking the earth to get rid of some of us (laughs) because we've messed up our home I mean uh, I grew up and maybe it wasn't even healthy then but in talking, going back and interviewing a lot of people that that lived through Three Mile Island one was a a corporate uh, state trooper, Barry and I held an event everyone came and I (laughs) Without thinking, I had, you know, pitches of water around and like, oh, we don't drink the water here because they're right. There's three mile line. This is a middle town. It's like they employ everybody. Six hundred people work right down the road at this monstrosity. It's on an island in the middle of the Susquehanna River. The drinking water to six million people, including my family. And the towers are 400 feet tall. And uh, anyhow, and barry said that, you know he's a little bit older than i was he goes this wasn't the way he goes before they built that we used to be able to drink water off the garden hose you know summertime is hot you're playing with sure. you're eight or seven years old you just drink off we don't do that anymore you know i have a reverse osmosis system in my house so i bottle my own water i have a hepa air filter now because of when go back to hamford in 2017 they had a tunnel collapse so in their brilliance they would just drive trains loaded with nuclear waste, garbage, and let's call it what it is—radioactive nuclear garbage. Drove it into, a t- they <laughs> drove it down the tracks. They built this wooden structure over it, packed it with dirt, and called it good. Well, in 2017, because it's so freaking hot, it's nuclear waste, it, it collapsed. There was a big hole, 20 feet by 20 feet. So then, in the brilliance again, they just pulled up with dump trucks. It was clean dirt, and they filled the hole. Nobody's in hazmat. Nobody's in respirators. They had a Geiger counter at the gate, you know, checking it. It's, like, so ludicrous. So they put all these people at risk. They pay them a lot of money, so they think, oh, it's okay, I'll be fine. But in 20, 30 years, and that's the latent nature of being exposed to ionizing radiation, your cancer will present.
0: I was yeah, 40 Jill, I, 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 yeah, I, I have to tell to you that we're, we've run out of time. Oh. And so I need to have you back so that we can talk, go into a little bit about that because that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, by so. the way, we've been talking with Jill murphy long east coast excuse me um <laughs> left coast comedy go to left coast comedy well i'm a loser and i no want, to left coast. <laughs> <laughs> want to thank everybody for being here and by the way be kind to one another because each other's all we've got i'll see you three on Kixie.